gavel time The banging of the gavel When Bill Handel says it They have a kiss Oh yeah, it's gavel time All right. We know Bill Handel Can't be a real judge Any place It's gavel time Oh yeah, I keep on wanting to listen to that But I jump in way too early Constantly All right, it is do they have a case? Same rules always apply. Wayne Resnick uh, does the research, looks up the cases. Uh, I have no idea. I hear them the same time you do. And it's either a lower court that's making a decision, the appeals court is making a decision, hasn't yet, or it has been decided. And then I try. Well, I don't really guess. Uh, I take my vast legal knowledge, put it to good work. For those of you that think that I am not a lawyer, You'd think you'd be right. State bar number 90971. Okay. There you go. Are you ready to do it? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. Oh, boy. This story, it's a story of a townhouse. This guy owned it. His name was Charles Jett. And then he didn't pay the taxes on it. So the city took over the townhouse. They've owned that townhouse since 1998. It's a city property. All the way up to 2015, when uh, this couple, who are the plaintiffs in this case, buy it at a tax auction. Now, while the city owned the townhouse, the city's code enforcement department started enforcement proceedings against the previous owner for different deficiencies on this property. But the city owns it now, and they start it. And they decide that this guy owes uh, $12,000 in fines. And it comes with a warning that, you know, if you don't take care of this, we could demolish the building. Well, this couple now buys the townhouse. They don't know anything about any of this. There's no notice given to them. One day, they're tooling around and they see a sign and it says, oh, this townhouse at this address is going to be demolished by the city. They say, what the hell is this about? You guys, we just got this property. You can't, you got to cancel this lien against this property now. And the city says, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. We cancel the lien. Two days later, they demolish the townhouse. No warning to these people, nothing. So they write to the city and say, you guys demolished our home for no good reason. We want compensation. You know what the city did? They sent them a bill for $11,000 for demolishing their townhouse. They throw up their hands. Wait a second. The city sent the couple a bill for demolishing their townhouse, even though it was the city that did the demolition. Yes. And even though they had canceled the lien on the property that gave them the the reason to to demolish it. So the couple throws up their hands and they go right to federal court. And they say, this is crazy. Fourth Amendment violation, taking of our property. You guys are out of control. And the district judge said, have you sought compensation from the state for this? And they say, no. And it says, oh, you don't even have any standing to do anything here right now. Why? Because I'm assuming there's a statute that says you have to go to the state first when there's a demolition. I mean, that's the only basis of any of this. Well, generally, you have to seek compensation before you can file a claim. Right. But they made the claim against the city. Yes. They did. Anyway, so now it goes to the federal appeals court. And really, the question is this. Is what happened egregious enough 
that they have standing to sue now and they don't have to go through this other rigmarole. Wow. Okay. Uh, so they didn't follow uh, the law. I'm going to tell you, I think that the city has the case uh, because once you make a claim, now clearly the claim is legitimate. Clearly the city violated everything on this planet with that. But if the law says prior to making a claim against the city, you have to go to the state and file a claim against the state is procedural. It's a statute of limitations whenever you're dealing with a municipality. You can sue, but you have a six-month window in which you have to let them know you're going to sue them. And if you don't let them know, you're done. I think the same thing goes here. I believe that the city is going to prevail. And is this egregious enough? Hell yes. But it's very egregious. But... The law is the law, and I think the law has to be upheld. No townhouse for you yet. That's right. And the the justices who wrote this opinion, they basically said, man, we really looked for something in the law that we could use to help you guys because, holy smokes, the city's out of control with this. But technically, you have to go do it. And they basically said... Just and go if you do don't it. Get, go do it. If you don't get the compensation that you think is fair, Come oh back. my gosh, are you going to have a dynamite lawsuit right. later? You know, I had the same thing happen to me. Not on uh, on that situation, but when I started early on my surrogacy uh, career, uh, there was a sperm donor act that's in pl- still in place, and uh, I sued. And what it said was that a man uh, who impregnated a woman other than his wife could not be the father. Huh. Well, that's exactly who our dads were. We would artificially inseminate the surrogate mother with the father sperm. So the oh to to get a child for right. a gay couple, well for any couple or any couple, okay for any couple. And uh, so it was his wife though. In uh, no, it was a surrogate mother, not his wife. So the sperm donor act said uh, that a sperm donor is someone who inseminates someone other than his wife, and a physician does it. And that's exactly who our fathers were. And the law said they had no standing to be a father. Matter of fact, they were the only people precluded on this planet that couldn't claim fatherhood because they were under the sperm donor act. I took it to court and I went to the appeals court and they threw it out. And in the dicta, they said, bring us a real case. You have a real good constitutional issue. But, you know, Handel, no one is complaining. You don't have a real case because show us someone who has been denied. You have to have standing. Get out. Did you ever go back with another case? There's never been there's never been a case in California where uh, the sperm donor act was tried to be invoked. And then it doesn't even matter anymore because the Supreme Court ruled uh, totally uh, in those situations. Supreme Court ruled the sperm donor act does not apply. Oh, I see. So we never had anybody who was denied fatherhood. And you never will. Not anymore. Not anymore. But there was a case. We're standing. Give us a real case. We yeah. want to decide in your favor, but there's no case. Right. Schmuck. Nah. I doubt they said that. Actually, they almost did. We'll take a break and come back. More. More. Do they have a case? KFI. See, that's a great. See, uh, Jennifer, that's a real good story. That isn't is it? a good story. There you go. All right. Especially the schmuck part. Especially. All right. What's
KFI handle here on a Monday. Oh, lawyers, guns, and money. Excellent. Oh, uh, some news handle here in Wayne, and it's, do they have a case? You know, while we were talking about uh, me going up to the Court of Appeals on a surrogacy issue many, many years ago where I was thrown out of the court, uh, thrown out of uh, the appeals court, uh, a story just broke about freezing eggs. And I've had a lot of clients who uh, have, in fact, frozen eggs. Uh, and uh, the story broke that it's really not the women who are doing it for the purposes of holding off until they're older because of career. It's the men's fault because they can't find men that are appropriate. They can't find men that they want to be the father of the child and they don't want to marry yet. It's the guys. It's the lack of good guys. Right. Wow. No, there's not enough father-worthy men out there. So women are saying, I'll put these eggs on ice, Until- and then I'll see if I can find someone. And if not, I'll have a sperm donor, which has happened, yeah. and uh, impregnate, uh, well, actually fertilize the eggs, you have the embryo, and then I'll either carry or I'll have a surrogate mother carry. Fascinating, isn't it? God, I love this field. This is why I'm still not bored with it. Okay, do they have a case? Next case! Pet food. Major lawsuit. Uh, They're big pet food companies. If you walk into any pet store and you look at the packages for pet food, you notice a theme. And the theme is, let's say it's a lamb and rice pet food. And what's on the package? A wonderful, juicy lamb chop. So one company sued a bunch of other pet food companies for false advertising you don't make your lamb pet food from juicy wonderful lamb chops you make it from lamb trimmings stuff that's left over after the juicy lamb chop is prepared for humans to eat and therefore that is false advertising because people are going to think that you make it from these wonderful high-end cuts of meat when you don't that's the whole lawsuit is it false advertising whoa Uh, first of all uh you're right Uh, It's not lamb chops, it's lamb lips and lamb ears and lamb feet and then other parts of the lamb that we can't even get into because this is a family show. Uh, And uh, I'm going to argue that it is false advertising that because they're not lamb chops, uh, especially since probably no lamb chops were involved at all. So I'm guessing you give me the weird look. False advertising. No. Why? Why? Well, uh, there's a thing, and you have mentioned this many times. Therefore, it makes it even more stupid, my decision. Puffery. They call that puffery. Wow. See, I don't buy that at all. Well, puffery. Let me tell you what puffery is. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you obviously know. Puffery is, we're the biggest, we're the smartest, we're the most comfortable, we are, and then just on and on and on, uh, where you can't prove it, uh, but it's you just telling people how wonderful you are. This is specific. This is not puffery. This is, we make this out of lamb chops, or at least the implication is lamb chops. That's the problem. It's an implication. And, uh... For false advertising, there's a couple of ways it can be false advertising. And the main one, the easiest one, if you have it, is if it's a literally false message. But it has to be unambiguous. So the fact that you just said it implies maybe that they make the food out of lamb chops is not the same thing as saying we make this food out of lamb chops. See, I'm not going to buy that because look at packages of cereal, 
Look at packs, packages of vegetables, which are these spectacular-looking uh, foods uh, that are on the package, right? It says serving suggestion. Mm-hmm. It specifically says you're not going to look like this. This is what it would look like, well, effectively, if you hired the best food photographer on the planet and you spent three days photographing this and you had food stylists come in, which is what happens with the covers, uh, because usually, let's say, frozen vegetables, right? And it, here's a bowl. They're beautiful. You have the butter on just melting perfectly. Uh, when in reality, if you take it out, you have a clump of frozen vegetables uh, that when you try to defrost it, they're soggy. There's soup at the bottom. It looks like vegetable stew at the bottom and they're, you know, they're discolored. And I mean, that's the reality. Oh, no, look at this. This looks spectacular. Uh, uh-uh. I don't buy it. I think the court is wrong. I don't think that it is puffery. Now, I don't mind when I'm just dead wrong. I get that. But not in this case. I'm telling you. That is not puffery. That is straight out. This is what we make it out of, and we don't. You know, for example, chicken, right? If they put a beautiful chicken. Which they do. They right. put they put like a delicious-looking right. chicken breast. I know, but it's not. It's chicken lips that they use. Okay. They said that uh, <laughs> a reasonable person might equally assume that it's made out of a chicken breast, or they might they might equally believe they're just showing me the kind of animal that's used in oh, making the dog. Come on, for please. So different species. How about putting up a rooster, or or being better? You have a, it's great one of the greatest chickens in the world, the greatest frying chicken on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be a, a four year old rooster that they actually make the the uh, whatever dish is, which is chewy yeah, and stringy. stringy. And oh, it it's it's sort of a chicken. It's the same family. Rooster, chicken, what's the difference? See, I don't know how far you can go on that. That is not a lamb chop. That they're made out of lamb pieces. Disgusting, horrible pieces of lamb that you would never even dream existed lamb intestines lamb gonads all right we get it oh do you <laughs> yes oh, okay we're done <laughs> yes yes we are so why don't we do this again tomorrow what do you think no yes all right <laughs>